future is now. And welcome to the SVK Crypto Podcast. 15 minutes of crypto value. Charles story. I will be your host the next 15 minutes. We're coming live from the city of London, Shoreditch. So let's get down to business. Let's kick things off with talking about the prices. Bitcoin is currently trading at $5,053. That's down 2% in the last 24 hours. Ethereum is currently trading at $160. That's down 3.5%. Ripple currently trading at $0.31, cents, down 2.5%. Bitcoin Cash currently trading at $309. That's up 9% in the last 24 hours. EOS currently printing at $5.33. That's down at 1%. And we have Litecoin currently trading at $78.47. That's down 2% in the last 24 hours. So let's talk about the market. The market cap for the cryptocurrency and blockchain space is $171 billion. That is the market cap. Now, of that, Bitcoin's dominance is 52.1%. Now, this is really interesting because Bitcoin's dominance in the past week has been varying slightly. But what that has been leading to is a higher market cap. Now, Bitcoin's dominance coming down would normally indicate that the market cap is going up, right? Because the market is picking up momentum and Bitcoin is losing its dominance. Now, at the lower levels, like we're seeing now with regards to the market cap, Bitcoin's dominance is normally a little bit more than most. It's above that 51, 52% mark. So if we look back to the last seven days for Bitcoin dominance. Now, let's go back in time here. Let's go back to Monday, February 27th, 2017. Bitcoin's dominance was 86.15% of the entire crypto market cap. Now, this was before the altcoin rally. This was 2017. This was at the start of 2017, February. Um, this is before the ICO phase had really kicked in. Now, as the ICO phase gradually goes on. So let's go down to around April. We see Bitcoin's dominance down at 66% of the market cap. Fast forward to the peak of the ICO phase. We saw Bitcoin's dominance at 38.93%. That was in June 20th, 2017. Now, that wasn't just the ICO phase. That was also the altcoin market was bustling with activity. And what we've seen since then is that drop off with regards to the market cap as a whole. But Bitcoin's dominance going back up to around 60% in December 7th, 2017. And then basically a repeat of that pattern. So market cap going up, Bitcoin's dominance going down, vice versa. What we're starting to see at the minute is Bitcoin's dominance slightly just tearing through that 50% um, 50 dominance ranking. Now, this is a really important indicator because it gives you an idea of where the market is. Now, if we were to see the market rise dramatically by 20 to $30 billion in the next 24 hours, we'd start to see Bitcoin's dominance taper off a line with that as well. Bitcoin moves the market, let's not be mistaken about that, but it's also a very good indication to see Bitcoin's dominance in regards to where the market currently is. So listen, with that in mind, let's get down to business. Um, what we're going to talk about today, there's a few different things that I want to discuss. One is Ledger X reveals bid to beat backed. Two physical Bitcoin futures launch. That's a really, really exciting story. Pumped to be sharing that. Next is ING Bank is bringing Bitcoin bulletproofs to private blockchains. And the last story is focusing around Bitcoin SV. So listen, with that in mind, let's get down to business and let's jump into the show. So let's kick things off. Let's talk about Ledger X and what's been going on there. 
So cryptocurrency derivatives provider Ledger X plans to become the first US firm to offer physical settled Bitcoin futures contracts. The company announced Monday that it had filed for a design contract market, a DCM license, which would allow Ledger X to offer physical settled Bitcoin futures products to its customers. Now, why is this important? Well, this is important because unlike the cash settled Bitcoin futures offered by CME Group and previously CBOE before they took it off the market, customers would receive the actual Bitcoin underlying a contract after it expires rather than US dollar equivalent. And perhaps more notably, LedgerX can target retail investors of its new offering, said Juthika Chu, who serves as both chief risk and operating officer at LedgerX. We'll be able to service customers of any size. We won't be restricted to institutional clients, Chu told media sources. So once approved, LedgerX will offer Bitcoin, Bitcoin options, and Bitcoin futures to retail customers through a new platform dubbed Omni. Omni, built on LedgerX's existing infrastructure, will act as the service provider for both custody and trading services. LedgerX's original platform first received regulatory approval to launch in July 2017 through the platform itself, which only went live later that year. The new platform will also utilize LedgerX's existing institutional liquidity pool to offer retail customers a top-tier experience from day one, Chu said. Launching a retail platform for futures trading has always been our plan, Chu said. The company first began offering physical settled derivative products in October 2017, trading $1 million in its first week. Once the platform has proved stable, we got an operational candidacy. We filed for a license with the CFTC, she said, adding, for us, this is a philosophical importance move, not only because Bitcoin is available to everyone, and we really want to make our derivative products available to all investors as well. So the regulatory roadmap, the company filed for a license to offer futures contracts November 2018 and has engaged in a constructive dialogue with the CFTC since, Chu said. However, she did not comment on a timeline for when the CFTC might approve LedgerX's application or on what sort of reception the firm is expecting from customers. The CFTC has already granted LedgerX's two licenses, allowing the firm to act as a swap execution facility, SEF, and the company's exchange platform and a derivatives clearing organization, the DCO, which is the clearinghouse. LedgerX's DCM application is therefore just an additional license on top of its existing permissions. Operationally, the company is already set up to provide future services, according to Chu. So she went on to say, we're, custi we're custing Bitcoin in the same way that we currently do. We've obviously been live and operational for more than a year and a half. And we have a license from the CFTC, the DCO license, that allows us to custody Bitcoin. So since its launch, LedgerX has provided institutions with regulated physically settled Bitcoin swaps and option products and claims some 200 different firms as customers. While the CME and the CBOE both began offering cash settled Bitcoin futures in December 2017, no company has launched a physically settled equivalent to date, though it's not for lack of trying. Several major firms plan to launch physically settled Bitcoin futures contracts, including BACT, the firm built by the New York Stock Exchange parent in, in to Continental Exchange, or known as ICE, CDCX, and the crypto exchange backed by Bain Capital Ventures, and Eric or ErisX, a startup backed by brokerage TD Ametrade. So there's a lot going on in this space, and whoever manages to successfully execute it wins. So let's talk about the ING Bank, which is apparently bringing Bitcoin bulletproofs to private blockchains. 
So let's find out more. So ING's blockchain team is testing a privacy technology called Bulletproofs, the latest in a series of seemingly unlike cypherpunk experiments in the Netherlands-based global bank. Developed by refined by hardcore crypto cryptographers at Stanford University, University College London, and startup Blockstream, Bulletproofs are designed to hide the amounts being transferred in Bitcoin transactions, which are normally visible to anyone. But banks have privacy concerns about blockchains too since they don't want to expose competitive or sensitive client data to rivals. One early solution was zero-knowledge proofs, ZKPs, a way of proving possession of a secret without revealing the secret itself. Over the past year or so, ING has explored ZKP variants such as range proofs, where a hidden number is proven to be within a certain range, and zero-knowledge set membership, where numeric data can be validated within a specific set. So with all of this, ZKPs eat up a lot of computation and so potentially slow down a blockchain. Now, ING sees bulletproofs as much more efficient, therefore applicable version of these proofs. The bank found bulletproofs turn out to be roughly 10 times faster than the range proofs they'd been using for before, said Marina Gomez de la Villa, global head of ING's blockchain program. So, and she went on to say, when aggregated together, these proving schemes gain efficiency. Gomez de la Villa gave the example of a cryptocurrency exchange using proofs to show it had enough funds to pay all of its clients if they wanted to draw their money at the same time. In this case, bulletproofs would allow a solution that is 300 times more efficient than the alternative range proofs, she said. While a lot of this stuff is academic, ING is now looking to where it can apply the tech. Potential use touches on the need to obey the European Union's general data protection regulation, the GDPR. For instance, ZK set membership can prove an additional belongs to a given EU member state without disclosing any other information about their identity. Meanwhile, academics and cryptocurrency scientists seem encouraged, if not bemused. Blockstream mathematician Andrew Polinster told media sources today, when we developed Bulletproofs in 2017, we did not expect such an uptake. We're very excited and proud whenever we see the technology being applied to real-world problems. If a little surprised, it's found a use case in traditional banking. So, with all of this, ING is also looking to, or also looking at applying ZKPs to testing out of trade finance blockchains and innovation, which in turn looks ahead to a world of blockchain interoperability, said Gomez de la Villa. We're setting up a whole ZKP shop to help developers find these use cases and in contact with some of the customers to ensure they have a good understanding of how they can leverage these options, source projects that we have, she said. To illustrate how the bank's blockchain project works and applies to ZKPs, Gomez de la Villa said, imagine tr or tracking a commodity from its origin and keeping the certificate of origin throughout the supply chain, but without disclosing the supplier, price, or the quality of the commodity. Looking ahead, this could involve the community touching several distributed ledger networks. Interruptibility is something ING is thinking about now, given the bank has close ties of R3, Ethereum-based oil and gas consortium, Congo, and recently IBM's Minehub of Hyperledger Fabric. So I think this is really interesting to see that, you know, the innovators now picking up, well, the innovators being the cypherpunks, right, who who created 
who created things like bulletproofs and what you're seeing is big banks big corporations going back and being like wait wait a second let's go back to what these guys are doing maybe they actually have something here let's give it some resources let's give it some time and let's see if this thing's going to work and i think that's really key is people going back on on technology that already existed and finding real use cases for it i mean that's in essence it's a really smart move ING has done and now they're going to be the ones who understand it so they're going to be at advantage compared to the rest of the market so listen we couldn't do this show without mentioning bitcoin sv bitcoin satoshi's vision it's received a lot of love it's received even more hate but what's been happening today is the delisting binance have come out and delisted bitcoin sv we've had a few other smaller exchanges uh delisting bitcoin sv We've also had a lot of news that Shapeshift has decided to delist Bitcoin SV and Kraken appears ready to follow suit as well. So what does this all mean? Well, this means that Craig Wright, who claims to be the real Satoshi, the creator of Bitcoin, he claims that he's he's seen a lot of flaws in Bitcoin, that Bitcoin SV is fixed and Bitcoin SV is basically going to be our saving grace with Bitcoin's flaws, which he has not spoken about, but he says there are some and you should buy Bitcoin SV. So what does this mean with regards to exchanges? Well, this means that exchanges delisting it shows that they can't see the credibility there. They can't understand the risk of having Bitcoin SV there, right? From a compliance point of view. Now, Bitcoin SV itself has a rather small community, has a billion dollar market cap, well did, before it started dropping off. Um, They're in a strange situation. Craig Wright is nowhere to be seen. The guy who pioneered Bitcoin SVE, everyone's very um, active in the promotion of it. So what does this mean for Bitcoin SV holders? Well, understand why you're holding it. If you bought it because everyone else did, yeah, it's a good time to review that trade. But listen, this is not financial trading advice, just our in-house hit view here at SVK Crypto. So with that in mind, listen, that's a wrap. I've got to bounce. It's uh, half past 11 um, in the evening here in, in London time. But that's right. We're operating each and every day. We get it done. Um, thank you for tuning in as always. If you haven't already, subscribed to the podcast. Hit us up on Telegram at SVK underscore crypto. Follow us on Twitter at SVK underscore crypto. Um, and feel free to email myself, cstory, C-S-T-O-R-R-Y, at svkcrypto.com. With that in mind, that's a wrap, and I've got to bounce.